This little two-year-old's just here to help me get my lip balm. Welcome to Indecorous Podcast. Indecorous means not in good taste. 9-11 was a gender reveal. <laughs> Indecent. Bunch of lunatics with morbid senses of humor. Immoral. You don't have the money to bulldoze this building? Just draw Muhammad all over the place. <laughs> Somebody will blow that shit up. Shameless. I let my bush grow because it's kind of one of those lots for love type of situations. Impolite. People always fingering, but I'm like, you know what? My fingers always hard. I don't get whiskey fingers. And beyond the pale. What you wearing down on your toes? Welcome to Indecorous Podcast, guys. What's happening? Yeah. How are you guys doing? Ugh. That sounds great, Bobby. Yeah, yeah, fantastic. Sounds as good as I am. Well, I'm even more cheerful than usual. <laughs> I actually, I'm currently under the weather a little bit, but I'm pretty sure it's not the Rona. I don't have a fever or anything like that, so I'm still going to make out with everybody that comes across me. <laughs> Whether or not they want to. I mean, that's the thing is like these days that you can't get a anything without people automatically assuming it's going to be uh, the Rona. Yeah. Like I think yeah. I saw our buddy Joe Zimmerman posted on Twitter about how emphatic people are now about telling people that they have allergies. Any, <laughs> anybody that sneezes now is like, oh shit, what the fuck? What's going on? Get out of here. You know? Dude, you, I'm sure in New York you get punched in the fucking face for sneezing near somebody. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for sure. And that was even before Corona. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the million dollar question, Carlos, is are you going to get one of those giant Q-tips shoved up your nose to penetrate your brain just for fun or are you just gonna... not no not quite yet not unless i start getting a fever and having trouble breathing and shit but you know what is fucked up i saw a picture our buddy johnny Rosari posted recently i don't know if you guys saw it well i know bobby is off of social media right yeah well i mean you're off of the regular you're on parlor every day oh yeah <laughs> oh yeah the... yeah yeah i'm rallying the troops we're standing That's by right. remember <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> standing by but he posted a picture he's been on the road because you know that motherfucker is a road dog and he had blood all over his shirt and i'm like oh, he got into a fight or something did somebody get offended at one of johnny's jokes and he fucking but no what it was according to him at least from what he posted he was getting the rona test and sneezed oh dear Holy god shit. yeah in the middle of getting the rona test so i guess that thing got shoved up his nose and fucking he nose bled all over his shirt that sounds like Something that could very easily cause you to sneeze, too. Well, yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking when he said it. I was like, you know what? Now that I think about it, I'm surprised this hasn't happened more often. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How many how many brain injuries are there out there from Rotatus? Yeah, exactly. Now we're going to have a killer Special Olympics team just from all these Rona <laughs> tests. <laughs> You, Don't we already have the best in the world? <laughs> well, you, you can never get good enough. We're fucking, we're America. You gotta be number one at everything, even at coronavirus cases. Yeah. That's, what, that's what my parents told me. You can never get good enough. <laughs> yeah. Never mind. They, they said you'll never be good enough. Excuse me. <laughs> so I, I saw this fun story you guys might enjoy. Apparently a, a NASCAR driver just got banned from NASCAR for like a suspension kind of situation over posting a swastika on social media. But it turns out, in his defense, he was like, oh, it was just a toaster strudel. And, you know, you guys just apparently saw the fucking swastika in the sauce. But he claims innocently it was just a toaster strudel design that sort of subconsciously he just did a swastika, but NASCAR took him down nonetheless. See, this is where I, you guys know I'm not very educated, man. So I'm not really sure what 
toaster strudels usually look like? Are they do they usually look like squares or something? Or what what is? They're like those rectangular frozen pastries that they come with. Instead of it, kind of looks like a ketchup packet almost, but it's full of icing. And oh. you take it out and you put swastikas all over your toaster. <laughs> so this guy had one and did he gather several of them and shape them in the shape of a swastika? Is that what happened? No, no, just the sauce. Like the sauce you can put oh, in like the a smiley sauce face. That, oh, yeah. okay. My and bad. he just did the sauce in a swastika shape. Yeah. Yeah, he was like doing some real hardcore art. He had like uh, the guys that do the pancake art. He was doing that, but he had like Jefferson Davis on there. Uh, oh, you know what? Maybe like you ever see those baristas that do the fancy latte yes. thingy? Yeah, yes, exactly. <laughs> so that's what he was doing. Exactly. And so the question becomes, was this guy virtual signaling to fucking racist pieces of shit to try to endear himself and get more fans? Or is this just like the uber left being super sensitive and trying to take everything as fake virtue, virtue signaling or whatever? Is this, so wait I, I a second. I think we got two different definitions of virtue signaling going on here. <laughs> yeah, yeah the, and one of them is virtual signaling. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I think the first one you meant is dog whistle, right? Like a dog whistle? Yeah, definitely a dog whistle, but a virtue signal nonetheless. I mean, it could go either way. Depends so on what's your... Okay, because racists see racism as a virtue. Yeah. Yes, they do, my friends. Okay. Yes. It's so hard to keep track with all this terminology, to be honest. I, I didn't know what dog whistle was either until just when Trump did the thing that you referenced, Bobby, the standby shit. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that just means it's like you're giving like a coded message to yep, people. Yeah, a little wink and a nod, yeah. Ah, yeah. I see. That's how a lot of my jokes work. They're not overtly funny, but it's a little like, hey, if you... Those, <laughs> those who know, know. If you know, yeah. you know. And if you don't know, now you know. <laughs> All right, finish it, Bobby. Finish that lyric. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm Come not getting on. roped into that one. I was yeah. just going to say, I mean, you know, the toaster strudel is a little white trashy. Now, if he is putting <laughs> if he's putting swastikas in hollandaise sauce on his eggs benedict, then <laughs> then we got a real problem, you know? That's where he went wrong. Yeah, it wasn't upscale enough. We'll see all the middle-aged white women that say betch and go to brunch. Those are the girls going to have issue with him at that point. Yeah, I don't. I would think. Well, a swastika is really overt. Like, there's no misinterpreting a swastika at this point. I mean, I guess there's still gonna be people that are gonna be like, well, you know, in the Indian culture, the this used to be. But I'm pretty sure a NASCAR driver isn't big into Hinduism and shit, <laughs> right? So you would think that they would be more attuned to what might be considered racist, especially since there was a fucking NASCAR driver just this year that got kicked off his team for using the N-word while he was driving like a virtual race. You guys remember that? Yeah. 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 Yeah, So you would think like, oh, this guy got kicked off for saying the N-word, but you know, they'll probably be cool with a swastika. Is that how he Yeah, he wasn't in traffic or anything where it's acceptable. Right, exactly. I wonder if they have like an old-timey black and white cartoon just playing in their brains and there's some little happy thought and then there's subconsciously racist shit racist shit and it just they're on autopilot at that point what is crazy is that some of these people that are racist don't even notice that they're being racist because it's such an everyday thing for them yeah we should clarify i think that a lot of people have this really binary perspective but racism is a fucking spectrum and i'll be the first to admit I'm racist. Oh, here. Oh, shit. We got him. We oh. got him, Bobby. We got him. That's the end of the podcast, guys. Yeah, can we finally stop this charade? <laughs> all right. All right. We got him, guys. So tune in next week. It's just going to be me and Bobby. 
Yeah, hey, Carlos, you need to dub in some, like, SWAT team sounds. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let me, let me dig myself out. Let me grab my shovel, dig myself out of the hole. Oh, the and... one with the swastika on it? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. All right, let me, let me quantify this a little bit for you fellas. If I watch mixed martial arts or sort of a one-on-one competitive sport, and I don't understand anything about the people, I look for the person that's the most similar to me to kind of pull for. So if they're in order of operations... Tall, skinny, middle-aged, white guy with brown hair and green eyes. Those are the attributes I'm like, oh, it's the most like me. So subconsciously, you're not really thinking about the racist aspect. But if one guy's white, one guy's black, one guy's tall, short, fat, skinny, whatever, I'm like, that guy's more like me than the other guy. And it sort of works like that to where, and I, I realized I was pulling for this one guy. I don't know shit about either fighter, but it's just like, oh, by the way, that guy was white. And I realized, wow, I'm a racist piece of shit. But subconsciously, people are wired I think to think like that. And then that's like very, very low on the hate spectrum. It's just kind of a similar to me spectrum. But I'll admit, like, I do have that sort of tendency to pull for things that are more like myself. So there you go. I mean, do you even know what to say, Carlos? Well, I mean, I just like to thank Ian for that whole thing that's going to get cut out of the final. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's like, I'm not going to publish any of that shit. We got the fucking final wrap in the print on the shit you said before. So <laughs> I do. No, but I do think that's that's very true. The whole spectrum thing, because, yeah, there are certain people that think the only thing that's racist is just if you're just left and right saying the N word and you think black people should be slaves and or exactly. animals like yeah that's the super extreme of the piece of shit but there's lower uh, where people just people that just simply think like oh they're, they're that person's black so they're probably lazy and they're probably not very smart or, sh- it's a, or shit it's a like classification that. system i mean if nothing else people use the color of a person's skin as an attribute to help classify and make assumptions about things it can be predictive in some ways police officers can use it to predict what would a person's reaction be in likely scenarios Lawyers obviously use it as a predictor for the way they're going to put witnesses on the stand or, or to, to have jurors, jurors on the stand and whatnot. So there's ways that people use race as a classification. Well, and it, I think it, it is also true that I can understand some people are have biases against... If you've only experienced with somebody from another race has been a negative experience, then I think a lot of people yeah. are going to extrapolate like, oh, they're all like that sort of thing. Yeah. Whereas, so I cannot kind of understand that a little bit more if you've had a bad experience with somebody that was a minority and that's your only experience you've ever had. The ones that are real idiots are the ones that have never met a black person, but automatically they're like, nah, man, they, they're a piece of shit. I don't, I don't like them, even though you've never met a well, black person. Well, you know, though, I, I, and I'm not, not necessarily defending those people or anything, but a lot of that stuff, though, is taught at home. So, yeah. Like, their parents had a bad experience or, or, you know, I mean, the parents were likely the ones being the assholes in that scenario. Right, right. It's the other thing, like, where nobody's born racist. It's a taught thing. Yeah. So. Yeah, exactly. You got to really interact with them. But then, I mean, I'll give you a break up to maybe 15, 16, but 17, 18, you better get your shit together. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. you got to learn a little bit. With a, you know, if, if past that age, you're still being a dumb racist, then, you know, go fuck yourself. Yeah. Ian. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Welcome to Indecorous Comedy. Indecorous Comedy is a reprehensively distinguished educational comedy podcast, either the smartest lowbrow or dirtiest highbrow podcast on the internet. I'm your host, Carlos Valencia. To my left, we have Bobby D. Yo. And to my right, we have Ian. What's happening? 
Today, we're going to be talking <laughs> Indecorous news. And then what is our Indecorous history today? Lawsuits, correct? Yes. Frivolous Indec lawsuits. The best Indecorous frivolous lawsuits. Yeah, that's right. And then we are going to close it all out with Indecorous Louisiana state laws. We're doing Louisiana. <laughs> oh, I thought got... I didn't realize it was about state laws. I thought we were just doing indecorous Louisiana. I was Sounds Cajun yeah. and spicy. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty pretty. Yeah, Louisiana itself is pretty indecorous as it. You know they don't have call their counties counties. Yeah, their uh, parishes. Yeah, what the fuck? Yeah, I know. I don't like it already. Yeah, exactly. But before we get into any of that, let's welcome our guest today, Mr. Paul Palata, everybody. Yay! Hey, oh, Paul. That's right. All right. I finally made it. Yeah, buddy. That's the excitement I like to hear. <laughs> we start off the podcast with questions. This is what we do, Paul. And these are coming from our millions and millions of listeners. Now, what I, what I had been doing is... I'd been getting text messages from... Have you been getting these, Paul? The text messages from the campaigns and stuff? Oh, yeah. I get them all the time. And it's always all kinds of different area codes. So they're always like, hey, do you want to... Can we count for your support for Joe Biden? And I'm always like, well, you can if you give me a question for my podcast. <laughs> like, that's how I've been quid pro quoing it. And I, it's worked a few times. And then, so I got one today. And this one was more of a survey. It says, hi, Carlos. This is Andrea with People's Action. We want to know what's motivating voters this election cycle. And they wanted me to tell them if I was going to vote for Trump or Biden. So I was like, hey, Andrea, I'll answer your question. But can you please give me a question for my podcast? And so Andrea replied, sure. What's your podcast about? <laughs> and I replied, well, we talk about everything, so really any question at all works. And then she replied, I'm opting you out of text from People's Action immediately. <laughs> if she was smart, she would have just asked you the same exact question to ask on the podcast. I, that's what I figured. I mean, what's really odd is that, like, I figured, okay, I'm going to get the opt-out as soon as I ask for a question. But she was like, oh, what's your podcast about? And then once I told her it was about everything... That's what fucking did it. That's what she's like, no, fuck you. Fuck everything. <laughs> yeah, I'm canceling you out of the fucking text now. Well, you know, in that amount of time, she was able to look you up somehow. And she's oh, like, I, yeah. I don't want any part of this. I know where this is going. Yeah, she Googled my name and I was like, all right, I'm just opting out of this shit. Yeah. This, is, this can't be good. I'm not going to get canceled from this campaign. <laughs> well... So uh, we didn't get a question from Andrea, but you know what, Andrea? You don't know who I'm voting for anymore. So, you know, <laughs> joke's on you. So here's some real questions that we got from uh, listeners. Uh, this comes from Lena. She asks, why haven't we cured the common cold? Now, this is, I, uh, I've thought about this. I have, you know, obviously I get the questions in advance, so I have more time to think about them. So while you guys think about it, I think this is, I think the case is, it's the old cliche, there is no such thing as a common cold. There's a lot of viruses that give that the consequences of which the symptoms are sneezing and coughing and fevers, but they're not the same virus. There's a shitload of them. So you can't just find a cure for every single one of them. It's like coronavirus. Coronaviruses have been around forever. It just got famous last year because of COVID-19, but... After years on the road. 
it yeah, builds up its you're... fan base. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> if, if people think it's an overnight sensation, but no, they fucking worked for it. So there's just a bunch of viruses doing a bunch of different viruses doing the same thing. Just a bunch of fucking hack viruses. Yeah. Yeah, but COVID nineteen, he was like the young one. He was yeah. like the young coronavirus. Right. The, the other viruses hot. knew. Oh, we better watch out for this one. It's it's going right for the top. Yeah, he's doing alt cold. <laughs> So I, I can go conspiracy theory answer on this one, Carlos. Okay. I think that it's Big Pharma and it's the doctor's lobby got together and said, okay, if we create a cure for this, we won't have any patients. We won't have any fucking pharmaceutical sales. So let's just kind of repress this shit to keep customers and keep fucking money in the system. This is like, and this is this, that part's just bullshit, but this part's true. There's a collusion happening every day. The light manufacturers that make light bulbs They've basically already solved a light bulb that never burns out back in the 1900s. I think like 1901, there was a light bulb. It's still in a fucking museum burning to this day, 125 years later. And they had the technology to do this, but they all colluded and said, we're going to make these things have a 100 fucking hour shelf life and they're going to die. And then we'll just keep reselling them and reselling them. So possibly the same thing with the common cold. So they're just not curing it because they know it's a cash cow to not cure it. Exactly. And if anyone's curious, thinks I'm bullshitting, look up the Google search Centennial light bulb and you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. That is a real thing. Some dude was just sitting around in a warehouse like, how am I going to move all these ventilators? (laughs) And that's how COVID-19 got started. Yeah. And then he was, next thing you know, he's eating fucking bat soup. Big ventilator. It's a population control. control. (laughs) The thing is like, and this is the reason why I don't, well, I don't buy into very many conspiracy theories, period. But, like, the big one is this is why we haven't cured cancer. Uh, you know, you haven't cured cancer because there's so much money in treating cancer. But I'm like, rich people die of cancer, dude. Like, multi million, like, fucking Steve, yeah. Jobs Steve Jobs died yeah. of cancer. You're telling me it's a conspiracy from multi millionaires and they didn't let Steve Jobs in on this? That's well, he was kind of is. a dick, from my understanding. So they were probably, you know what? We'll let him go. <laughs> but all of them are dicks, though. Like, have you ever, like, all, just about every billionaire in the world is a. You can't get to be that rich without being a fucking dick. Right. That's, I'll let yeah, you know when I get there. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah nobody's yeah. like, oh, no, you go ahead. And then, like, also gets called a visionary. <laughs> that's the thing about, like, the same shit with chemtrails. It's like, oh, you know, they're dropping chemtrails. It's like, yeah, that shit also falls on rich people. You do realize that they, we all breathe the same oxygen. So that's why, <laughs> that's why I can't buy into these conspiracy theories that are like, oh, the illuminati and the, all the fucking the rothschilds is like yeah rothschilds get cancer too do you think it is the like life expectancy because it's as it goes up that's probably not good like people like if we have a bunch of people living to a hundred though it'll be even more populated right so i think it's just a way to like like i said population control because we don't need a big pop we're already screwing everything up well, I do think it helps, but I don't think there's not a like a, a cabal or a, like a group of people that are getting together and be like, okay, this is what we need to do next. We fucking create a virus, not because they're so pious or they're they're so holy or, or virtuous that they wouldn't do that. They would, but it's just viruses aren't easy to control. If they could actually create a virus, it's like, listen, this virus right here will only kill poor people. Oh, yeah, <laughs> they'd be all about it. But fortunately, viruses will infect rich people, too. So that's why I don't think it's a it's a very effective method 
of achieving those goals. Yeah, this is the planet yeah. attempting to control the population. Yeah, basically. Yeah, it's the planet trying to kill us because we're fucking trying to kill it. All right, yeah. we're going to move on to our next question. I was going to say, do I get to ask a question? No. Okay. All right, this is our next question. How dare you? <laughs> you come on this podcast. I should have listened more. <laughs> no, no, we do have, actually, at the end of the show, we have a segment where we let the guests ask whatever questions they want. It's usually right after me and the other host sign off, you can ask <laughs> every single question you want <laughs> for as long as you want. But first, we got to answer our viewer questions, our listener questions, because they're the most important people in the world. This one's come from Christine. Christine asks, do you wash your ice cube trays? No. <laughs> Me either. I've never done that. Because you're putting water in them, right? Shouldn't that like kind of right. wash itself? You know, unless you have some giant novelty sphere for your whiskey glass, like who's using ice cube trays? I, mean, I, don't, I don't really use much ice, period. But I, I mean, use ice cube trays. Ah, that's yeah. disgusting, Paul. You need to go wash those fucking things. What are you well, doing on this show? That's cool. part of Paul's folksy persona. That's like his brand. <laughs> yeah. That's actually, when I go on stage, I have an ice tray. That's, <laughs> that's what he sells after shows is ice tray. Yeah. Paul ice cube tray palata. Well, you know what I did think about at one point is, you know, I, and I'm kind of this way too. I like I don't like to drink tap water, even though a lot of people say it's that's in most places, it's just as good as, as bottled water, but I still don't trust it enough. I either have to drink bottled water or filtered water with some sort of filter. Ooh. But what I do all the time is I put ice cubes in sodas and shit, and like that's just coming straight from the tap. So I think a lot of people do that. You, you straight up refuse to drink tap water, but then you're basically putting tap water into anything that you're putting ice into. Yeah. 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 That's how they, I mean, you got to get that lead somehow. I, I do, you know, I take it back. I have used ice cube trays in recent years but it was to make spinach ice cubes for smoothies what wow that's a thing yeah Lame. yeah it's like you know if you get a, a big thing of spinach at costco or something then you can good lord i can't believe we missed out on putting this on the moon water episode yeah Man. yeah i know what kind of hocus pocus are you trying to pull here oh don't i'm also disappointed in myself <laughs> paul have you ever tried this ice spinach shit no, I have only put water in ice tray. Maybe like um, Kool-Aid or something when I was younger. But like oh. never for healthy stuff. <laughs> now, this one, this next question comes from Amanda. And when she first asked this, I didn't understand that. I think I get it now. But you guys are smarter than me, so you guys probably will get it immediately. She asks, are you ever standing backwards on stairs? You know, I think you're really going to have to do a better job uh, fielding these questions, Carlos. Well, what does that mean, though? You got to Paul, it, what does that mean? I think it means, so when you're going upstairs, uh -huh. you're standing backwards going downstairs, right? So you're always, it depends all about the point of view, but there's always a point of view that makes you standing backwards, so it depends on the point of view whether you are at, so the, well actually so the answer to the question is yes sometimes you are standing backwards on stairs but always because there's always that point of view there this sounds like a question that's better asked of somebody on mushrooms i mean i think i live perpetually inside of an mc escher painting so i can confirm i'm both 
backwards and forwards at all times. Yeah, your place has like four staircases or something, right? Yeah, Ian? dude. And you're constantly having to walk up to the balcony to watch your neighbor masturbate. <laughs> so you're constantly either backwards or forwards on the stairs. Ian lives in the Winchester house. Exactly, dude. So, Paul, you're saying always. You're always uh, right. standing backwards. Because, yeah, through someone's point of view. And you're always there's always that point of view. So you are always standing frontwards and backwards and even sideways on a staircase. Well, what if there is no other person, though? There's That point of view still exists. How does it exist if there's nobody looking at you? It's like the tree falling in the forest sort of thing. You, uh, there's always, God is there, okay? There's always somebody oh, watching right. you. Okay, <laughs> I, I figured you were going to try to push your religion in, in the podcast <laughs> at some point. After this, uh, I got a big Bible study. Yeah, you can do that at the very end when you ask all your questions. When I'm asking yeah, yeah, my yeah. questions. You know, God pushes yeah. you down the stairs, you turn around, there was only one set of footprints. Isn't that the... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. And you had a miscarriage. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what that bloody trail was. We're going to our next segment in Decker's News. This is a segment where we highlight the most important news happening across the United States and all over the world. If you listen to this segment, you will never have to listen to another newscast ever again in your entire life. I'm going to let Ian start us off with this first in Decker's News story. All right, this is a fun one. New Jersey hypnotist facing sex assault charges for allegedly subjecting clients to prostate exams. I, I like that it's alleged. I mean, I guess it's alleged that he did it. It's not alleged that it was a prostate exam. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, because, I mean, there's a, there's a thin line between prostate exam and just fucking fingering somebody's asshole. <laughs> so Robert Buckner, a bi-desticled hypnotist in Fairfield, New Jersey, was arrested by the Men in Blue on charges of sexual assault, endangering the welfare of a child and practicing medicine without a license. Now, how is that endangering the welfare of a child if you're actually looking out for their prostate? Yeah, th th this is a gray area in the law, Carlos, because I would say sodomy in a therapeutic or a doctoral sort of... <laughs> therapeutic sodomy. Was he doing this to kids or were they grown men? No, no, there's, but men and, and kids. And kids. Yeah, yeah. He was even checking women's prostates and shit. <laughs> like, hey, you can't be too safe. I think he's a hero. Exactly. That's what I, I mean. I've said this before where, like, I'm a kind of a hypochondriac, and my dad was too because he, he would always check my prostate when I was a kid. <laughs> so I don't think there's anything wrong with your dad loving you. <laughs> right. He just wants what's best. Yeah, exactly. I, th I think this is the kind of thing you really got to start doing some Googling, like, no matter how nice their storage unit is. So uh, lawyers with law degrees say the two-testicled man spent over five decades on Earth, which put him way past his prime, and is the owner of Major Mindset Hypnotist Counseling. He advertises services for both grown adults who have grown past the point of being mere children and children who have not yet reached full maturity of adult age. Yeah, so this answers your question, Paul. He's doing it with children and grown men at Major Mindset Hypnosis. When is the full maturity of adult age? Is that 18? Yeah, basically. But I mean, in legal terms. Right. You know, you, you're always going to meet some people that are older and they still act like children. And then, you know, some younger right. people that, you know, are beyond their years because you want to fuck them. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Bobby, you can do this next uh, thing here. 
Uh, clients told the fuzz they visited the office of the man with a pair of testicles for hypnotherapy sessions, during which Bruckner, who has more than one testicle but less than three, <laughs> allegedly performed a prostate exam or asked others to submit to an exam by saying, hey, sweet papa man, how's about you let me do the old fingeroo up the old rectum roo? <laughs> Lawyers with, with law degrees say they're not sure if the victims were hypnotized when they got the old fingeroo up the old rectum roo. Yeah, I'm I'm hoping that they were hypnotized, right? Because you wouldn't think you would agree. Like, you go to a hypnotist session, and the dude's like, hey, I'm going to check your prostate while you're here, and then you're just going to fucking agree to that? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you got to, you know, play along. You don't want to make anybody feel bad. <laughs> you don't, you don't want to create a scene? Yeah, so you, exactly. So you're telling me the only thing stopping sticking a finger up the ass of being legal is the medical license? That's, you know what? That's exactly what I was thinking too, Paul. It was like apparently where he went wrong here is by calling it a prostate exam. Right. If he, if he would have just been like, hey, I'm just going to fucking shove my finger up your ass, then yeah, you don't need a license for that. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's just right. a good time. <laughs> yeah, they would have been getting five-star Yelp reviews all over the place. But I think he also found a legal loophole because he was probably originally charged with the crime of unlawful sodomy of a minor, and he probably argued the crime, no, no it was just a... Uh, unlicensed prostate exam you know it's <laughs> right, a lesser yeah. crime in the court you know I, yeah. I i just really wish that you know as he's being questioned by the police he's like no 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 you know it's all a misunderstanding it was just the fingeroo up the old <laughs> rectum room and why didn't he hypnotize the police and then check their prostates <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's on him that's a great fucking point paul yeah all right ian you can start us off on story number two in new delhi a 23 year old man applied feces on his body to avoid being arrested, but was held by police in Delhi's Kashmir Gate area. The accused has been identified as Arjun, a resident of Madangir, they said. The, a police team patrolling Nitya Nand Merg near Kashmir Gate metro station noticed two bike-borne men behaving suspiciously. The Kashmir Gate district of the Delhi metro lies on the only trajunction of Disland Garden, Ritha Jar, Jarhangi, <laughs> Puri, Puri City Center, and Kazmir Gate. I think we're burying the headline here. The headline is the dude applied feces all over his body to avoid being arrested by the police. Yeah, but where is the Kashmir Gate station, though? I think it's in some place in India, Carlos. It lies in the trijunction of Disland Garden, Ridhala, Jangir Puri, Huda City Center. And Kashmiri gay Balabaghar. But what street? We're not being specific enough. We need to put the street name. I think that's a great question. I think it's off of Yudhister C2, but I'll do the Google Maps and I'll get back to you uh, before the podcast is over. To have a question, it says he's used to avoid being... A, is that so that like he's covering himself in feces? Is that so the cops won't go up to him? Or so it gives him a lubricant so he can slip his wrist out of the handcuffs? These are all great questions that hopefully will be answered by Bobby, who's got the next part of the story. <laughs> the suspicious men were signaled to stop, but the suspects tried to escape from the spot. One suspect managed to flee by running in the opposite direction of traffic, coming on a Udister Setu. It is unclear if he was heading towards Margit, Hanuman, Mandir, or more towards Sri Digambar Jain Temple. 
The other suspect, Arjun, was caught after a 100,000 centimeter chase, <laughs> said Anto the commissioner, while eating a delicious sandwich of unknown origin and content. So there were two of them, one headed one way, you know, the opposite way on your history say to. But that's the thing, they say the opposite way, but I don't know which way they were going. So like, how am I to know if the direction that the other guy was going was towards Markhad Hanuman Mandir <laughs> or more towards Sri Digambar Jain Temple? The article didn't say. I just wanted to, for the listeners, I tried to figure out which way the guy was going. But I mean, it's like Paul was saying earlier. Paul, remember when you gave us the insight about the viewpoint of the person with the stairs? Oh, yeah, that was pretty smart of me. Yeah, that was super smart of you. <laughs> And so the same applies to here. If somebody's like, oh, he's going in the opposite direction of traffic on you'd hear set to. Well, what is the opposite? Well, is it a one-way street? No, it's a two-way. <laughs> See? Are you ever backwards when you're on Yadhur Setu? <laughs> it sounds like something you might tell a cop, like, right before you get DUI. <laughs> yeah. What? Yadhur Setu? Oh, oh, the perspective thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, no, I'm... I was not going the wrong way down that. There is no wrong way to travel on the highway. It's just made up lines. Yeah. What do you mean oncoming traffic? It depended on my perspective. Right? Have you thought of God's perspective? <laughs> I was going to say, you know, Moses built this boat and it was like, oh, God told me to. So no one thought he was crazy. What if it was like, oh, God told me to drive drunk. That's what he wanted. Yeah. You should, yeah. If you believe in Noah's story, you should believe mine too. Uh, this podcast just turned into excuses of how to get out of the DUI. I, I I think a podcast about how to get out of DUI would be much more popular than ours. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> be right. We'd have like five different episodes on the whole putting pennies in your mouth. Thing. <laughs> Wait, what? How the hell does that work? Well, we'll get to that eventually. Just close one eye. Yeah, basically. Paul, you can close us out on this last uh, story. Maybe it'll answer your question. In order to escape from police's clutches... Arjun took out feces from his trousers and erotically applied them all <laughs> over his hot Indian body and even smeared it on the uniform of a coy policeman. Notwithstanding his erotic, the policeman caught hold of the accused and apprehended him, they said. <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> so basically your question was not answered. And the uh, article didn't answer it either. This guy, <laughs> this guy thumped somehow, I guess, just uh, like, let me just do the most disgusting shit I can. Right. But he messed up the uniform. Well, yeah, which actually just would have angered them more, you would think. But I, I'm assuming if I had to get it to this guy's head, and I hate that I have to, but you, know, <laughs> you, you make sacrifices for the sake of the podcast. I'm assuming he was like, ah, if I just cover myself in shit, they'll be like, ah, ew, gross. All right, get away. Yeah, it's the movie. definition of a Hail Mary from half court, but I think there's some validity to this because most cops would have the forethought to say, I'm going to have to clean this goddamn car after the fact, and I don't want to do that, so I'm going to let this perp run free. This is like the ultimate get-out-of-jail-free hack covered in poop, if you will. Or they would catch you and just charge you with, like, 45 additional felony. <laughs> and it said that he took feces out of his trousers. Were they just sitting there waiting? Can he shit on command? Did he Those guys walking go? around feces. Is he a pre-planner? Is he good at planning? Yeah. That might be it, because apparently these two guys that they were acting suspicious, apparently they had been harassing people and, and they were burglars and shit. So yeah, maybe the guy was like, all right, I know 
we're going to go out there and rob people today. So just in case the cops see us, I'm going to have a big fucking Mexican meal. Well, actually, it's India. So you can just have any right. food from yeah. India. And then, boom. I mean, maybe that is the, the benefit of being from India is that you're Indian Indian food all the time. So you're ready to shit on command. <laughs> on a dime. Yeah. And you're always drinking the water because that's your water. God damn it. <laughs> Do they have bad water? I mean, I've heard that before, but apparently it's not true. So, Well, there's a thing. Bobby's very racist. And he thinks <laughs> any water that's not American water is not worth He won't even drink Canadian water. I drink American. Yeah. I don't even eat ice out of ice cube drink. Right, guys? Some would say Bobby's a very proud boy. <laughs> Hey everybody, this is your weekly reminder to follow us on social media. We're on all of them, facebook.com slash indecorouscomedy. We're on Instagram at indecorouscomedy. Twitter at indecorouspod. And most importantly of all, we have our Patreon, patreon.com slash indecorouscomedy. We have five different levels now. We used to only have three, but that's how big the podcast has gotten. We got five levels, one dollar three dollars seven dollars ten dollars and twenty dollars for the high rolling well ballers but even at the three dollar level you still get all the special releases that we do online all the extra interviews extra material extra segments you get access to all of that at the three dollar level you don't at the one dollar level but come on man it's a dollar we'll give we, you a shout out though we need like a hundred dollar debaucher level Oh man, if fucking if somebody pledges a hundred dollars, it can just yeah. take over the goddamn podcast. <laughs> yeah. That's called the the DP basically. We'll go. Yeah, you DP. can be a host. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my chair is available. Yeah, yeah, you get to replace whoever host you like the least <laughs> if you start pledging us a hundred dollars. to our next segment Indecorous Deep Dive we build this podcast as an educational comedy podcast we often fall short of the latter but we always deliver on the former our Indecorous Deep Dive today is about frivolous lawsuits now we've all heard the story of the lady that spilled piping hot McDonald's coffee on herself sued and won well, it turns out that case actually had merit and there was a super interesting documentary about it called Hot Coffee <laughs> that everyone should watch before running their mouth about tort reform. Well, tonight we're going to talk about lawsuits that are actually frivolous, so maybe one day we can get our courts back to doing what they were seemingly designed for, locking up nonviolent drug offenders. That's the America I know and love. That's right. <laughs> I haven't seen that movie. Uh, you guys have? Hot Coffee? It's awesome. Yeah, check it out. It's a. It's a. It's kind of weird that I read that, and then I'm the, I've never seen that thing yeah. that I just told you to watch. I'm reading a script, people. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Carlos but has it, zero passion. Breaking down the fourth wall, huh? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> yeah. But what is it? Because, the, the, yeah, it's, it's literally that they should have warned her that coffee's hot. What was the deal there? So it's basically that out of the 700 or so injury complaints that had been filed against McDonald's in how, in recent years, like leading up to that, like 98% of them or something were about the coffee being too hot. And it turned out that they were just keeping it at a holding temperature where like if they could have dropped it like 10 degrees or something, then 
the types of injuries that they were causing Mm -hmm. would have been slashed dramatically. But it was a matter of like, well, if we keep it at this temperature, then the coffee's good for this much longer. So yeah, it really came down to the amount of money that she was originally awarded was like from the profit of the sale of McDonald's coffee for one day, I think it was. Oh, wow. Yeah, and they still said that she was 80% to blame, but McDonald's was 20% to blame. Her injuries would, I mean, it almost killed her. Her injuries wouldn't have been so severe if they hadn't have kept it holding at that temperature. Well, I mean, I think, like I say all the time, hindsight's 50-50, but didn't we use that McDonald's coffee to drop in Vietnam on the Viet Cong <laughs> to fucking burn? Yeah. That wasn't that Agent Orange? We didn't have, isn't that how we burned down their forests is we just dropped McDonald's coffee? I think that's the main ingredient in a nuclear bomb. Yeah. Yeah. McDonald's I, yeah. Coffee. That's the main. Uh, that's what happened in Japan. Triggering agent. Yeah. Anyway, we're down with the facts here at Indecorous Comedy. Bobby, you can take us on our first frivolous lawsuit. Uh, So in 2005, a judge in Washington, D.C. took a pair of pants to a local dry cleaner to be altered. When he went to pick them up and the owners couldn't find the pants, he was livid. They tracked them down shortly thereafter, but the judge claimed they weren't his. So he did what any red-blooded American would do and sued the cleaners for $67 million. <laughs> <laughs> but wait, 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 I mean, and this is again BB and dumb, but you can take pants to a dry cleaner to be altered? Yeah, yeah, they'll do. I mean, it kind of makes sense because you're already bringing your clothes there, so why not? Because <laughs> I got a pair of pants that are dry clean only, which means they're dirty. <laughs> I just wrote that. <laughs> Were you also under the impression the mustard stain came out? Yeah, yeah, that's well. There was a black light. Mm-hmm. Listen, I got stories for days. <laughs> Just your let time me, on the road. Let right? me, I'll tell you one of these days about the time I grilled some Fritos and shit. But <laughs> all right, so he sued for sixty-seven million. What happened? Yeah, uh, he well, he claimed the Chungs refused to honor a satisfaction guaranteed sign and violated D.C.'s consumer protection laws, apparently $67 million worth of them. I think they were just Asian, but this guy is just calling them the Chungs. <laughs> Was that their actual name, or he's just like, yeah, I have these fucking chungs? Yeah, Is that a were, new racial slur that yeah, I'm not aware of? Yeah, they're like, sir, stop calling us that. We're Irish. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're the McNeely. Yeah. <laughs> So luckily, he lost the case and was not reappointed when his term on the bench expired. Why is that lucky that he lost the case? I well, mean, lucky for for the chungs. Lucky for the chungs. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's gonna set a dangerous precedent. Anytime a dry cleaner fucks up, you can just go get sixty-seven million. So <laughs> and we don't know what kind of sentimental value these pants had. You know. Yeah, six. They had sixty million dollars worth of sentimental value. That's right. <laughs> right. What if his dad died in those pants, and that was all he had to remember him by? <laughs> So how did he pull the $67 million figure out? Maybe 67, that's how old his dad was when he died. Uh, yeah. it's, everything everything is symbolic. Over right. it's, you know what? It's all about the point of view. All right, Ian, <laughs> you can do this next one. All righty. In 2014, a New York woman sued Showtime CBS and the city of New York and two transit authorities for injuries sustained in a fall she claimed was triggered by a scary poster. The woman claimed she was on a staircase in Grand Central Terminal when an ad for Dexter scared the shit out of her and made her fall. So she <laughs> took the opportunity to try and scare a few dollars out of all parties involved. Hey, you know what? I, I wish I could get some money from that Dexter finale. Am I right? Hey, I just wasted an yeah. yeah. hour of my life on this shit, huh? Am I right? 
Come on now, Paul. What are you fucking eating potato chips? What's going on over there, Paul? Oh, no, no. I don't know. It sounds like you're crinkling something. Maybe it's just your socks that you masturbate in. That probably. <laughs> I, I tried pulling it up off the floor and it took a little bit. Also, also full disclosure, I did not actually watch the last episode of Dexter. I, I stopped watching after the second season. But I think your spoiler alert that it sucked was probably a fair characterization, even okay. if it was a shot in the dark. Very well. So the defendants argued that they had no duty to protect the woman from the ad. Her reaction to it was unforeseeable and to, air quotes, quit being a little bitch. The judge agreed, called her pussy, and dismissed the case. Wow, that's fucking judge is a fucking badass, dude. I love it, dude. That's fucking justice with a little bit of sizzle and a little bit of, uh, a little bit of bite to it. And this was Judge Judy, I imagine? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's a sassy motherfucking judge. And I like it because yeah, people that can't handle the atrocities of life walking around seeing general marketing PR bullshit and it offends their sensibilities, they should just stay inside some agoraphobic convalescent situation. Well, here's the thing, man. It's like two, actually 2014, I was living in New York. And Paul, you live in New York now. I do. If you're scared of a fucking poster, you're not going to make it in fucking New York City. <laughs> There's a lot more scary shit going down in the subways yeah. in New York City than a fucking poster for a Showtime show. Also, I love that she sued like six different people. She's like, <laughs> one of these will stick, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. It was divide and conquer. If I yeah. just fucking sue all all of them, one of them will be scared. Yeah, somebody is like, oh, well, just give her $500 and tell her to shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. All right, Paul, you can do this next one. A magician named David Roller once sued illusionist David Copperfield for patent infringement, claiming Copperfield had used his patent in godly powers without permission, a patent he didn't own or apply for. Copperfield used the classic... This is bullshit defense, <laughs> claiming that no patent existed. So Roller filed an amendment complaint alleging that Copperfield and others conspired to murder him. So this is all going on in like the Las Vegas magician community. A big ongoing feud between magicians and illusionists. <laughs> yeah, that's the biggest. Like, it's like skateboarders and, and fucking surfers. Yeah. Uh, all right. Improv and stand up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Improv in the rest of the world. <laughs> no one respects us. <laughs> <laughs> the court noted that Roller had absolutely no evidence to back any of this up, but did have a history of filing frivolous lawsuits. So the case was dismissed and Roller was barred from filing future... So he can't even sue anybody anymore. Yeah. This is the boy who cried wolf because something's going to happen to him. And they're going to be like, well, too bad. Well, <laughs> this is the prime opportunity to fuck this guy over. Yeah, exactly. You can steal his, steal his fucking act. You know, steal you can, yeah, you can't, he can't sue you anymore. This is great news. <laughs> all right, I've got a new career in Las Vegas waiting for me. I'm surprised somebody hasn't tried to capitalize on this. So you just take a list of everybody that's been barred from suing anybody. <laughs> and then you just fucking... You find a way to screw them over well yeah well or you sell that list that's a great list i've had like listen these are a hundred people that can't sue anybody anymore They're impervious to legal recourse yeah rape away you know what you get on the black market for that <laughs> yeah no shit yeah it's probably dark web websites that sell that information yeah the, you know the article wasn't clear whether he was like barred from filing any lawsuit whatsoever or if it was it would be kind of funny if it was, look, dude, you are no longer allowed to sue David Copperfield. That is the 35th time we have thrown out all of these cases. David and then David Copperfield takes that opportunity to really fuck this guy up. 
I wonder if it's like his lawsuits must be magical in nature for it to not count, or if he can just no longer file any lawsuit of any kind. Like, I could go fuck up his yard, put a bunch of yard gnomes down, yeah, and fuck his shit up, and he couldn't even get on. My- yeah, exactly. It'd be awesome. Yeah, what we say on this podcast is gospel. So it says fucking he's barred from filing future claims. That's it, man. So anybody, <laughs> everybody go up and fuck up David Roller. <laughs> Case closed, Roller. I do like that name, David Roller. That is, a, I wonder, that's probably not his it's Probably a stage name. He's probably suing Copperfield for stealing his first name. Yeah. <laughs> Could he, I wonder if he sued him. What if he legally changes his name to David Roller? And be like, no, that old guy couldn't sue anyone, but David Roller, yeah. he has a clean slate. Ah, <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, he's also barred from changing his name again. <laughs> You're on your 15th name. <laughs> Imagine that. That's the only reason he hasn't made it is because he hasn't found the right fucking name. <laughs> it's all it took Rodney Dangerfield. <laughs> all right, I'll do this next one. A Michigan man once sued Anheuser-Busch for violating the state's pricing and advertising act. According to the lawsuit, the brewer placed ads showing beautiful women in tropical settings, which he claimed were deceptive and misleading because they implied a person's fantasies could become reality if people just (laughs) drank enough of their shitty beer. But wait, isn't that the whole premise of beer goggles? I mean, isn't that exactly what happens? I mean, yeah, I have a problem with the premise of this guy's lawsuit that wonderful things don't happen when you get drunk. (laughs) I mean, maybe you don't end up in a fucking beautiful island with beautiful women, but, you know, it's it's good enough. Lesser attractive people are more tolerable, and then, you know, you make bad decisions, you regret a little less. I think so. I mean, that's the whole point of drinking, right? Just to make your (laughs) shitty life... It it doesn't really make your life better. It just makes your shitty life not seem as bad. You forget about all your shitty problems. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Well, this guy, he sought more than $10,000 in damages for physical and mental injury. (laughs) What kind of physical... Did he try something? Yeah, that's right. I mean, he felt shitty for drinking Budweiser. I mean, we all do. Yeah, my liver. <laughs> yeah, he's got liver issues. Yeah. I need a liver transplant, and that's because of Anheuser-Busch. Yeah, your alcohol really made my cirrhosis flare up. <laughs> Maybe he had sex with a morbidly obese woman, and she injured him having the oh, sexy times. that's true. And he thought she was beautiful and fit at the time because of the beer goggles, but he woke up and he had bruises, his dick was all crooked, and he had this morbidly obese woman to blame. His rib cage caved in. <laughs> yeah, he's got permanent cartilage damage now because of this shit. Well, he sued for $10,000 for all the physical and mental injury, emotional distress, and financial loss because it turns out the models in the commercials don't like blowing a guy at his parents' house. <laughs> this man's lawsuit fantasy also came to a screeching halt when the court agreed with Anheuser-Busch. I don't know. I mean, I guess the thing is, like, what I'm thinking about with all these lawsuits is, like, don't you have to, like, pay a lawyer to do all yeah. this shit for Court you? Yeah. yeah. So it's like, what? Except David Roller. He has a law degree from Harvard. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. you know, that's the thing. I don't, you don't need an attorney to file a lawsuit. You can do it on your own. It's just people use attorneys because... Most people don't know how to file these things. You know? so, right, right. Yeah. I mean, and that's the case with everything, really. Like, you can represent yourself in court and all that shit. Yeah. But I would think somebody that really thinks it's a possibility to sue because of commercials showing babes in bikinis is not going to have the smarts to know all the legal filings that you have to do for a lawsuit. But I mean, maybe. I also wonder if, like, 
because all these seem like get rich quick schemes. If all these people have other get rich quick schemes that like didn't work out or something. Yeah, that's one of those things. Is like like that other guy, like your favorite illusionist there, David Roller. <laughs> I'm YouTube him right after the show. Oh, absolutely, I don't blame you. And it's like, hey, yeah, sure, I'll fucking sue. I'll file fifty of these. One of them's got a hit. Exactly. There's got to be a pro bono lawyer somewhere that's just out there following every frivolous suit from every jabroni thinking that one of these Hail Marys is going to hit. Yeah, or you just, he was just like trying to get David Copperfield to assault him. <laughs> and then he could legitimately sue him for a little bit. Yeah, money. that's right. He was trying to get him to use his godly powers on him. Yeah. yeah right. David Copperfield smited me. Yeah, you can do this next one. A California woman sued the manufacturer of sugar lip treatment, alleging that fresh ink deceived customers about the amount of lip balm in their containers. Wait, what is sugar lip treatment? Because I've always had to pay extra for that. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? It's just like, what is it, chapstick? Probably chapstick, yeah. yeah claim it's, a lip, that consumers, it's a lip balm. Her suit claimed that consumers could only access about 75% of the lip balm in each tube and that the rest couldn't be applied in the intended manner. A district court dismissed the case and said the company accurately described the amount of lip balm, saying customers could decide whether it was worth their while to dig out the remaining lip balm with a finger <laughs> or a small tool. Well, you know what, man? I'll be right now. This is the first one I can relate to because I get pissed off at my deodorant when I can't reach the, the part that's like stuck to the plastic. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or when you just go, you're so low, it just pops out. Yeah, it falls yeah. On the floor. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It would be kind of cool if they just had to change their packaging after this. And then it's just like, just dig the rest out with your finger, dude. <laughs> like right on the box. But you can't, I mean, unless you like have a really small finger, you know, my finger ain't fitting in a lip balm thing to dig it out. Yeah. yeah. And then all these child labor laws get in the way of hiring a kid. That's what I'm trying to say. See, I, you know, I think you got a case, Paul. <laughs> No, nah, this little two-year-old's just here to help me get my lip balm. <laughs> I, I Anyway, this one, I can't hate on this woman too much because I do hate when... It's like when you get the potato chips, right? And it's only like the... Yes, it's air. It's big, yeah, it's like air. 60% of the fucking thing is air. I don't know. I, I kind of like the air. <laughs> That's your favorite yeah, part? That's the, I, like I open up the bag. I cherish the first breath of every bag. <laughs> Breathing the salty fucking... Yeah, yeah. yeah. But they also don't go out and say... 100% full of chips. Yeah. So it's like, how can you sue them? Because they're not technically advertising a full bag of chips. Yeah, they give you the weight. I mean, I don't even eat the chips. I just get that chip breath. Yeah. And then I'll like in, a, in a perfect world, there would be like Lay's, oops, all air. Yeah. No chips, all air. Air flavored chips. I consume Lay's potato chips like whippets. All right, Bobby, you can do this next one. Uh, so in 2016, a man sued Starbucks for misrepresenting the amount of liquid in its cold drinks, alleging that they were cheating customers by adding ice to their iced coffee. Oh. Oh, yeah. So he sought damages for numerous offenses, including fraud, break of express warranty. I think I fucked that one up. Um, unjust enrichment and violations of various state consumer protection laws. This is why I, when I get sodas at a fast food place, I say no ice. No I always ice. say no yeah, ice. It comes out cold. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It comes out cold. And I don't even do light ice. Some yeah. people be like, oh, light ice. I was like, ah, I don't trust them to do light ice. You know, that's that's too vague of a measurement, light ice. Plus, ice yeah. is just fucking frozen tap water that's nasty as shit. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, hey, is this regular ice or Kool-Aid ice? And then, then I will fucking let them load that shit up. And I'm like, yeah, when's the last time you cleaned out that ice cube tray, huh? Yeah, that's right. 
so federal judge, probably sipping on a Starbucks beverage at the time, agreed with Starbucks and the case was dismissed. <laughs> uh, not to be outdone, some fat fuck in Missouri sued Hershey because the boxes containing his precious Reese's pieces and Whoppers contained too much air. So we were getting to that, guys. I didn't want to yeah. spoil oh, anything earlier. I see. Like, yeah, this that was the case. I skipped ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, this was the case that set precedent that caused that Lay's case to get thrown out. <laughs> so uh, that case was also dismissed, and all he ended up with was being humiliated on a podcast <laughs> and tits. All right. Paul, you can do this last one here. In 1997, a man broke into an Illinois bar owned by Jesse Ingram. Having been broken into several times before, Ingram had set a trap around his windows to deter potential burglars. Larry Harris, who was both drunk and under the influence of drugs, failed to read the warning sign prominently displayed in the window, set off the trap, and was electrocuted to death. <laughs> While police rightfully refused to file murder charges, a jury in a civil suit against Ingram awarded the Harris family 150000 which was later cut in half when it was decided that Harris was half responsible for being electrocuted by the thing he was warned would electrocute him. Wait, okay, so... That's a lot. Let's unpack it. So yeah. Okay, so this guy somehow set it up around his windows that if you broke in, it would fucking shock you to death? Yeah, he had like this electrified window th bar thing, I guess. But at least he warned the people, Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Dude, I would have been fine even if he didn't warn the people. Yeah, like you're, exactly. you're not supposed to break into play. Like, so he's half at fault for having a place that could be broken into? Yeah, exactly. That's like a mouse suing you for setting up a mouse trap. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, well, you know, the woman was half at fault for the rape for being a woman. <laughs> that, that's the little edgier version of the mouse trap example that Paul gave. <laughs> I was thinking Stuart Little for the kids. Okay, yeah. Well, we do two versions of the podcast, so yours will stay in the... We got the PG version in the after hours. The, well, the podcast that goes right. through the cruise ships, that's the example yeah. we'll use. This is but indecorous yeah. comedy after dark. Basically, though, it's... Yeah, you, you sh you're at fault for tempting this fucking robber, burglar guy. Yeah, how dare you have things. Now, this is a frivolous lawsuit that actually fucking worked. So is it because he killed the guy by having what's considered to be an unreasonable torture device that the average person just shouldn't have in their home to thwart a would-be theft? Yeah, I, th I think that's what it was. I mean, you know, the guy broke in, but you also probably shouldn't have a guillotine behind the window. And my guess is this isn't probably some, you can buy this from any retail store to set up your home protection ele electrocution system. He probably rigged this up with some mad scientist lab in his basement, right? Yeah. No, 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 this is made by Amazon. This is a ring product. <laughs> <laughs> and I wonder if he didn't put the sign up he could have just blamed it on faulty electric in the building, right? Exactly. But maybe it was the sign. He doomed himself by confessing he was right. The right. Yeah. He could have just been like, "Hey, we're just trying to give the guy a prostate exam." <laughs> 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 yeah, I don't know. I guess maybe because I am never on the side of criminals. Yeah, that's me fucking virtue signaling over here. I'm never on the side of criminals. Law and order, law and yeah. order Valencia. <laughs> yeah. Silent, like a silent majority of this podcast. 
But no, I mean, you're not supposed to break into fucking places, dude. So if you break into a place and you die, well, that's on you. Yeah, I don't, right. I, I, What's funny is if he would have shot him, he would have walked off scot-free. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If he was in his bar, the guy broke in and he shot him, he's a free man. There's no money given out. So him being smart screwed him. That's what he should have done is when he found the dead electrocuted body, just fucking put a bullet in his head. <laughs> he died with the bullet first. He died with the bullet yeah. and then some fucking electric shit fell on him. That's why he looks so toasty now. Also, I really hope when it electrocuted him, it like set off the jukebox and the jukebox just started going. <laughs> that would be hilarious, man. It started a fucking party. He's got disco lights for some reason at his fucking place. He, he just has like a, the game of mousetrap in his bar. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Forget it was a bar. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Jukebox, fucking disco lights, all that shit, man. Starts up a fucking raid. Then everybody can get in now because the guy's already electrocuted. So you just jump over his. <laughs> he set the trap off. Yeah, Illegal rave. The, yeah. He's like their martyr. Like he's the fucking. He's like, it was the greatest fucking rave ever, bro. Thank you, Larry Harris. It's the Larry Harris <laughs> Memorial Rave. <laughs> All right, everybody. We're gonna get into our last segment of the evening, or morning, or afternoon. It depends on when. It's all about the perspective. <laughs> the point of view. Whenever God's looking at you while you're listening to the podcast, that's the time it is. We're going to do Indecorous Laws. This week, we have Louisiana. Every week, or whenever we feel like, we highlight some of the oddest laws in different states of the United States. Most of these were real laws, at least at some point. Some of them have since been repealed, and others are sadly still on the books. One of them is unverified. This is what happens sometimes. I've explained this every week, but I like to reiterate myself, because I'm a stickler for accuracy, unlike Ian... Oh, whatever. I can't verify all these. So most of them are true. One of them is just, it might be true. I just couldn't find the actual code law that it came from. So it's up to you guys to guess which one it is. And if this goes the way it's gone every other time we've done it, I will forget to tell you which one's fake (laughs) before the podcast. We get so excited that the podcast's over that I always forget to tell people which one is the one that's not verified. Yeah, just you could just go commit all of these crimes, and then whatever right. one you don't get charged for is the unverified. Basically, that's our policy now. If we forget to tell you which one's the unverified one, just go to this state, break all these laws, see which one you don't get charged for. Bobby, you can take us on this first one. Jambalaya prepared for public consumption in the traditional manner is not subject to state sanitary code which means it can be made using iron pots, wood fires, and prepared in the open. So wait, wait, questions. Is it including nothing more than that? Or could I also go put some stray dogs and some dubiously purchased hot sauce on Etsy? I mean, as long as the dogs are spicy. (laughs) Yeah, that's all they give a fuck about in Louisiana. You just got to call it jambalaya and you can cook anything you want. Yeah, that's right. This is how the fucking COVID-19 thing got spread. It's like, hey, here's a bat. It's jambalaya. (laughs) Here's here's some jambalaya soup made out of bat. Mystery stew of the Orient. Hang on. Who is the guy who killed everyone and ate him? No, Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah, he should have moved to Louisiana if he knew, if this is the truth. <laughs> yeah, that, but here's the, th- here's the one caveat, though, is like, this is for if it's in public, like if you're doing it for like a mass group of people. So he would have to cook the person in public. Well, you cut it up before you go there and then you just 
you know, little freezer bags of cut up human meat. Oh, that's, see, I, you know, you, you got to soak it overnight, get the flavors in. I always forget that you always think so far ahead when it comes to cannibalism, Paul. I always forget. <laughs> Especially in public, uh, in public consumption. Yeah, right, right. yeah, Paul's like the boy, he's like a boy scout when it comes to cannibalism. Hold on, let me check my handbook real quick. <laughs> um, can we go back, can we backtrack just a second to Carlos's pronunci- pronunciation of the word caveat? Well, what did I say? You said cavite, which I like better. Oh, did, I, did I say cavite? That's yeah, funny. I like it better. Um, yes, the, so the cavite, as it is, is that basically, I mean, because I guess if you're cooking at home, there is no fucking sanitation laws or whatever. That's why like, I always think it's funny when people are like, oh, I'm not going to eat there. It's got like a B rating. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, your fucking kitchen at home probably has an F rating. <laughs> yeah, you know? your kitchen would have been shut down. All those cats walking <laughs> around on the counter. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Exactly, dude. <laughs> But yeah, so the caveat is that's that what I, I it, just wanted you to say it sexy. That's all I wanted. You know, I edit this podcast, so nobody's ever going to know that I said caveat. <laughs> yeah, this will be for the Patreons people. Yeah, right. hey, Ian, make sure you go in there and uh, for the description of the episode, Carlos says caveat. It's just going to be a clear voiceover of him fixing it. <laughs> you really think people are going to believe Ian spelled that word correctly? Come on. <laughs> So anyway, yeah. So this is like if you're making a jambalaya for a lot of people, then it's like fucking throw piss in that shit, yeah. spit on it, treat me like a dirty whore. Yeah, it's just called all bets are off jambalaya. Yeah, this is the old uh, traditional way of doing it. Yeah, not giving, right, not giving a fuck. Well, I mean, it is Louisiana is still part of the deep south, right? Yeah. Oh, of course, the yeah. deep yeah, south. Yeah, it, uh, it's the. Pe- the epon- I can't think of that word. Cavite. Epitome? Yeah. It's the Cavite of the Deep South. <laughs> so they, and you know the Deep South loves their traditions. Yeah. So, yeah, so this is just their non Even if they're only around for four years. <laughs> yeah, basically. All right, Ian, you can do this next one. All right, it is unlawful for any person to intentionally place an order for any goods or services to be supplied or delivered to another person. So here's my guess. It's probably a husband that failed to deliver his wife flowers or chocolates on Valentine's Day, and she made such a fuss about it. This dude was just like, you know what, fuck this bitch. I'm going to make a law that no husband has to put up with this bullshit again. Oh, so like, okay, you can't even order. Okay, so that would be the excuse then. Like, ah, I wanted to get you flowers, but it's against yeah. the law now. It's against, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Honey, I know it's our anniversary, but unless you want to do jail time. <laughs> it's yeah. not that you're not pretty enough. I mean, you're sure you're pretty, pretty plenty, but. Yeah, I wouldn't want to violate the Common Sense Act of 1916. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, that's also a prank. Because I, I, when I look these up, I, I try to see what the fuck they're all about. And. Somebody was like, you remember how you prank people and you order a pizza at their place? And I guess that's a thing. But he's like, how is that much of a prank? Because you can just be like, no, I didn't order a pizza. <laughs> and they can't force it on you, right? Yeah. And it's always like a lot of pizzas, too. It's always like 20. And then the next thing you know, they've got your credit card information. And you just bought some guy 20 pizzas. Yeah. Now you got to resell them on eBay and shit. It's a whole production. Really, you're pranking yourself. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't even get what the fucking point of this. Although what I have heard, and this is like, I was going to bring this up before because Paul got a new microphone. Congratulations on that, by the way. Thank you. Way to go, Paul. Yeah. It sounds nice. Good job. Yeah, it sounds perfect. And my cousin just recently got a microphone from Amazon in the mail that he didn't order. 
And apparently this is a thing that's happening a lot these days is that companies are sending out products that were not bought by the actual customer. And it's some sort of scam where like, because they did that, they can leave a verified review on Amazon. And that's why they're doing it. You know, I do. I got a random Amazon package the other day with like $60 worth of carpet cleaner in it. <laughs> really? Yeah. Was it your name on the... It was my name the on there. I called, I called Amazon and they're like, oh, just keep it. But... Really? Yeah. Did you leave a review? I did not leave <laughs> yeah, a review. Yeah. Well, now the fucking mafia is going to come yeah, out. Yeah, well, you know, I... <laughs> the carpet cleaning mafia. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't think Bissell is on any kind of like review scam. <laughs> Well, it was like I, the other day I was like, I got this package from like, I, I hadn't ordered anything, but I got this package from Amazon that they delivered to another house under another person's name. But, you know, I took it. <laughs> yeah. Well, and now you've I got will. their heroin. Yeah. Now I got their stuff. So, you know, it works out. <laughs> All right, Paul, you can take this next one. In New Orleans. You may not fall onto a sidewalk and block it while being drunk. And this is a thing, I guess, because because New Orleans is, I think, is one of those cities. You can walk around with alcohol. Exactly. Like Savannah, Georgia, I believe, is that way. I mean, at least in that little boardwalk area, you can walk out with a cup of whatever and just drink. So they're like, yeah, that's cool, man. Drink all over the place. Just don't fucking block people from getting their next drink. Is it just drunk or if, like, I pass out on heroin, oh, it's okay, he's on heroin, he's fine, leave him. But if I'm drunk, cuff him up. Well, that's why they always say, beer before heroin. <laughs> You're in the clear, or some shit like that. I forget what the rhyme yeah. is, but... I think it's beer before heroin is always a win. Always yeah. a win, there you go. I See, I always forget, I, I forget that you went to uh, church school or whatever the fuck. Yeah, it's, it's I not... You're a I, boy learned scout. That, I learned that in Catholic school. <laughs> right, but basically, I think this is, might be a law where just like, hey man, you're impeding commerce right now by falling out drunk. People are trying to get their next drink. <laughs> you know, someone probably tripped over someone and tried to sue them. Ah, that's probably what it was. And yeah. they were like, you know what, let's just make it a law. I'll do this last one. Bear wrestling is illegal. Any person who intentionally commits any of the following shall be guilty of bear wrestling. Because I know you guys are like, well, bear wrestling, that, what exactly that is that? makes it sound like there's like underground bear wrestling <laughs> that I really want to go see. Oh my God, that's the best. We, you, you know what I mean? A lot of people watch this fucking corporate bear wrestling. You got to go see the indie circuit of bear wrestling. Yeah, it's just bears like hitting each other with chairs and shit. Yeah, oh my God, is that's the, that's the least of yeah. it. But anyway, this is what somebody will be guilty of bear wrestling is one, it promotes, engages in, or is employed by anyone who conducts a bear wrestling match. So even the promoters are in trouble here. Number two, receives money for the admission of another person to a place kept for bear wrestling matches. So if you're just like the ticket person, you're also guilty of this shit. I was just working the door, man. Yeah, I was like, man, I didn't even know. I heard a lot of growling. I don't know. I know that's what was going on. I thought it was just uh, hairy gay guys. I didn't know there was an extra. Is this two bears wrestling or a person fighting a bear? A person fighting a bear. And uh, so two, two bears fight, that's completely. You know, oh, that's yeah. a great question. Because I did look it up and, and they did mention it was just like a bear fighting humans. So I don't know if bear on bear is okay you know I, I would think it would be double as bad because that's two bears yeah, double that's the bears. Makes, it's like twice as bad it's like you ever see those bestiality videos where it's like an animal on another animal uh 
I had that. <laughs> I had that shit bookmarked, of course. It was like, good lord, it's like an animal having sex with another animal. What has the world come to? <laughs> and then number three, sells, purchases, possesses, or trains a bear for a bear wrestling match. So even bear training. <laughs> I just picture some bear like shadow boxing. <laughs> Some guy like squirting him with a popcorn. Get your popcorn. Get him. I'm I'm picturing like Bobby the Brain Heenan, you know, like they stand on the sidelines. (laughs) Come on, guy. They're cheating for the bear and shit. (laughs) Distracting the ref. Yeah, distracting the ref so the bear can have an advantage. (laughs) Hits the guy with a chair. Look at it. And then hyping up the bear. It's like, I don't know if you met my man bear. He's fucking grizzly and shit. (laughs) Now, as silly as all this sounds, Khabib Nurmagomedov, the 155-pound uh, UFC champ, actually wrestles bears on the rig and is also a follower of us on Instagram, by the way. Oh, well, but fuck yeah, man. I bet he's not doing it in Louisiana. It's a good thing Louisiana doesn't have an extradition treaty. Yeah. That's why we're calling out Louisiana. It's like, fucking get with the program, guys. If you want to get some good podcast listeners to visit your state, fucking change your yeah. laws. Get with the program, guys. Yeah. I only visit states that allow bear wrestling. Yeah. We're boycotting Louisiana until they approve bear wrestling yeah. again. Just so our main man, what's his name? Khabib Nurmagomedov. Khabib. So you'll let Khabib wrestle a bear in Louisiana. <laughs> our podcast will not be allowed in Louisiana. All right, guys. Well, that's our podcast, huh? <laughs> that's it? That's it. That's what I say every single time. It's like, really? That's it? <laughs> we like to end on a confusing note. <laughs> Paul, thank you for being a guest on the podcast, my friend. Hey, thank you guys for having me. I had a blast. Yeah, thank dude. you, Paul. What, uh, you got anything? I mean, uh, I wouldn't say, well, not that a whole lot of people have shows to promote these days, So, but you can still promote your social media. Do you have any social medias that you do? Oh, I love promoting my social what media. What are your social medias, Paul? If you go to Twitter and Instagram, it's just at Simply Appalling. Simply how do, <laughs> but, how do you, Oh, shit. How do you spell that? Well, simply is spelled like simply, but appalling, I put a twist on it. Uh-oh. It's A P A U L I N G. Because my name is Paul. All right, there you go. I like it, buddy. And I got some videos dropping that I've been writing and producing. So by the time this airs. Oh, yeah, they'll be out. Uh-oh. They'll be out. Watch out. Where are you dropping them? Facebook and Instagram. And then I'll put them on YouTube. Paul, by the way, plays poker with me on Fridays, unlike you, like like the rest of you pussies that Bobby and Ian refuse to play poker with me because they're not real men. Ah, we knew we would just take your money, Carlos. We're just trying to be nice to you. It sounds too much like a man's game for I'm king of third place. Third place. He just finished. What, have you spent all those $22 yet, Paul? I mean, those... Uh, no, I'm, I'm saving it for this Friday. Those 22 play money There's dollars. Those 20, right? 22 roses. Because right? gambling is illegal. Well, I play... I go to Jersey to play, oh, so okay. I'm actually... Yeah, so you're fucking good. I'm actually working for the cops to bust Well, no, no. I'm in, I, I play in Nevada. I fly to Nevada oh, every okay. Friday, and it's, uh, right. it's legal. Oh, okay. <laughs> and play low-stakes internet poker. <laughs> Oh, dude, do you want to talk about the game show thing, or you don't want to jinx it? Well, I haven't heard anything back yet, so... Okay, well, if you do, if, yeah. you, if it, something happens, let us know. I made that mistake with that MTV show, Not Aaron, and now I got to tell everyone, uh, oh, yeah. it's not Aaron. Yeah, Paul was supposed to be the host of Total Request Live, and then it, and then they canceled <laughs> the whole thing. Then it, I failed the background. Yeah, he failed. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. All right, Paul, great talking to you, man. Thanks for being on the podcast, dude. 
Sweet. Yeah, definitely enjoyed it. Good seeing everyone. Yeah, All thank right, you, bye. Paul. It was, it was great having Take you on, man. Pill. All right, Bobby, you got any last words before we wrap it up? Um, I just wanted to promote this uh, bear wrestling match I got coming Oh, hell yeah, because we're yeah. not in fucking Louisiana. That's right. And yeah, fucking freedom here in North Carolina. <laughs> yeah, that's right. They still believe in freedom where we're at. Oh, yeah, because you got to fight, man. You got to fight for your yeah. right to fight bears. <laughs> and Ian, you got any last words before we go? Yeah, dude, I think I'm going to go start my own hypnosis sodomy business. Going to try to fucking claim it was all in a legal prostate exam. Yeah, sure. I mean, if you can get away with it, any any kind of way that you can find to finger the most buttholes, I am all for it. I mean, dude, the, the idea of you're being charged for rape or sodomy or fucking a minor, and then you plead the case, oh, this was just, you know, unlicensed proctology. I was just doing a prostate exam. I mean, yeah, that's yeah. fucking brilliant. Fuck yeah, dude. I was just trying to check his prostate with my dick. I was trying to get all the demons out of his rectum. <laughs> All right, guys, that is the podcast. You can follow me on my website, carlosweetcomedy.com. Walk your cat. Walk your cat. Treat me like a dirty whore.